listening to Linda Kunazakwa for Tondo Asperit. Hi, yes, now we're down at uh, Wellington Blue Jays Way area, and uh, it's a plan to action. All those height restrictions that have gone down the drain when the City of Toronto prepared their master plan many years ago for the protection of all of us, they have, it's been totally overlooked by the Ontario Municipal Board. Take a look. We've gone from 13-story condos to 19-story to 25 to 30. We're resting on 55 stories. Where does it stop? Where does it end? Is it all about the builders? Is it about the condo owners? Are your views blocked now? Are things happening that you never bargained for? You didn't know this was going to go on when you bought. You're finding out now. Too many hidden things. Let COA help you. Take a look. So I'm now in the uh, downtown core of Yorkville in our city of Toronto, beautiful area, character, prestigiousness. Take a look, it has changed as well. And now we want to take a look very quickly at Queen's Park. That's where we need our support. That's where we need to talk to our politicians for the Condo Owners Association to help them with changes to the Condo Act. Zara Marchese of uh, Trinity Spadina, the MPP, forward uh, for another bill uh, addressing condo reform. So please contact COA. So we were talking basically about condo board of directors and different things that can happen within condominiums, especially when you uh, change the, uh, the guidelines as far as the declaration, your bylaws, your rules and regulations, and I guess they basically how people get elected and why would they? Mm -hmm. Things that could happen yeah. from your own personal experience. Yes, I know from our, my personal experience uh, in a condo board, my wife was the president of a condo board. And uh, a gentleman in the, condo, so in the condo area tried to get on the board. He did get on the board as well. And then tried to derail things with the condo board. Now, he was also uh, in conflict of interest because the property management company at the condo was using him as the handyman. So he was making money off problems going on in the condo board. Um, so that was one thing. So my wife and the other members of the, the, the board of directors tried to have him stop that. Well, he didn't like that. The property management company didn't like that. So they, uh, you know, unloaded a, a, a kind of a smear campaign against her and the other board of director members and tried to get them fired off the board and so forth. And so there ended up being two factions in the condo itself people that were loyal to the good condo board right. that was run by my wife, and then to this guy who was yeah. trying to derail everything. Well, it worked out that her side won the, mm -hmm. the, won the day, and the condo has never been run any better than it has been since, since that happened now. They got a new property management group in there. The guy that was making all the trouble got off the condo board, mm -hmm. and now everything is running smoothly. But it was so easy to derail everything that they were trying to do, all the good stuff, just by, uh, you know, one or two egos and, uh, you know, getting misinformation out there. Exactly. So, I interesting enough, I mean, generally speaking, when most condominium boards are operating for, especially when the condominiums are brand new, mm -hmm. and you've got a, uh, a president of the board and you've got directors who have been there for five years long standing, mm -hmm. they know the building, they understand the building, yeah. they have the best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. 
Wouldn't that be prevalent in the way that operations are taking place? Like your, you know, your reserve funds are fabulous, your operating budgets are amazing, mm-hmm. your maintenance fees haven't had a huge increase. Yeah. Why would owners fall for this? That's a good question. It, it never ceases to amaze me. And it, you know, I guess people just aren't doing their research. They're listening to one or two people um, who are yelling the loudest and not doing enough of their own research and going and talking to some of the other people mm-hmm. and understanding the real situation that's out there. And then I've also heard of people who technically want to be on a board of directors. Mm-hmm. They've as much as sued the same corporation that mm-hmm. they want to be on the board for. Right. And uh, the night before uh, annual general meetings, they're out knocking on doors, giving out false information so right. that they can maintain and gain proxies. Right. They, they bring a, a real political process to it, a nasty political process. And it really doesn't benefit anybody. They're just trying to benefit themselves. They're not really, don't have any altruistic motives. They're not really trying, it seems, to better the condo, better the association at all. They're just trying to do something for themselves. And people, like I say, really need to see through that and not just listen to the one person coming to the door and yelling loudly. Absolutely. What proof is in the pudding? The condo owners have been out there now for five years and everything has been very wonderful in their condo corporations and this type of thing is happening. It's obvious that uh, there has been an ulterior motive on these individual people and I guess in most cases they may even be using their jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. Say for instance if it's lawyers um, who, you know, maybe they're using their credential as a lawyer mm-hmm. and uh, manipulating the system right. as well to some degree. Yeah, it happens. Right, yeah. it happens. Well, it's a shame. It's a real shame. Ladies and gentlemen, what a journey. This has been a tremendous journey today. We've taken a look at the history of Toronto. We've taken a look at our landmarks. We've taken a look at glass construction. We've looked at all the different buildings all across the city, how they have actually impacted Toronto. But we can do the same thing at every single other city. We are going to head off into Mississauga to see the Twin Towers. You have a duplication of the same problem. The question is, how do the owners, once they move into these condos, and if they're not part of the Condo Owners Association, how do they know that their rights are protected? How do they know that their building is not going to turn into a have of of unbelievable maintenance fee increases? All of these buildings are dependent on the decisions of the board of directors. You as a condo owner will be party to choose one director, five in total, that you are expecting to have the education and the knowledge to represent your operating budget of approximately $1.5 million. You're expecting these directors to understand the implications and the um, guidelines of the Terrion warranties. Are they knowledgeable? Do they have an education? Have they been given an education? Has our provincial government stepped forward to ensure that these condo directors are able and equipped to identify the Condo Act and be able to implement all of the necessary requirements to be aware and ensure the safety and the viability of this condo corporation. We don't need a city of condos where the values are going to drop, vacancies will become a problem, and at the end of the day, things cannot operate as the intended mission that the owners had when they decided to become an investor or uh, an owner in a condominium. The other question too. Linda Pinizzato, she's not your typical realtor. 
She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com.